DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When you get the carpets and tile cleaned, it won't be clean. Not just clean, it's Zero Res clean. Don't have it any other way. $33 per room cleaned. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right, PK, Clipper jokes. Here they come. The first one has been tweeted in. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Taylor, why did the Clippers get fired from the M&M factory? Why? Because they kept throwing out all the W's. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Hit us up. Now, M&M's is from by Nabisco, and my father's brother-in-law used to be the head of Nabisco. Nabisco based in New Jersey. Your father's brother-in-law. Yes, so his sister's husband. Got it. Dolores. Dolores always married money. That wasn't her first husband. (laughs) (laughs) So when your mom dropped married money, she was really talking about Dolores? Aunt Dolores, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't like a random comment from her. No, and all the other, all the other, because he came from a family of 10. Uh-huh. And they, my both sides had massive amount of kids, and so yeah, they used to all be envious of Dolores because she married first. She married a doctor, and she married the head of freaking Nabisco. <laughs> <laughs> Smart lady on Dolores. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phones. Austin for two jazz tickets. He's got a joke. Austin, hey, how's it going, fellas? Great, Good. Austin. Hey, so, uh, okay, PK, tell me what you want. Do you want one about the Clippers fans, or do you want ones about the Clippers themselves? Whatever you want. Whatever will make us laugh. Be funny. Okay. What's the difference between the Los Angeles Clippers and a dollar bill? What? You can still get four quarters out of a dollar bill. (laughs) Come on, snakes, nothing? I think, I think we'd all heard that one before. Still funny. All right, hold on, Austin. <laughs> We've probably heard every one of them. No, I want something Are new. Are new jokes being made? Yes. All right, give me a new joke. I didn't make them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a joke. <laughs> Adam's up. Adam? Adam, am I yeah. going to have heard this before, or are we making new jokes? I got a good one for you guys. All right, what Adam. What is the difference between the Clippers and Mosquitoes? What? When you slap mosquitoes, they stop sucking. <laughs> oh, that's new. I haven't heard that. <laughs> You're in the lead. When you slap mosquitoes, mosquitoes. they stop sucking. What's the difference? I like that. <laughs> All right, Jeff. You got to top Adam, Jeff. All right, here we go. Um, being from L.A., how many clippers does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> how many? One. One to hold the light bulb, and the whole world revolves around them. Oh, yeah, that's so Los Angelinos. I agree, man. They think everything is them. Really bugs me. Thanks for the call. Stay on line. Who's up, Yak? Daniel, good morning. Good morning. You ready? Yes, we're ready. Go. Why are they limiting attendance at Staples Center to 6,000 Clippers fans? Why? 
They've been looking around for months now, and that's all they could find. <laughs> Stay on the line, 855-340-ZONE. Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Chris. I don't know. I wish I had a funny joke for you guys. I really like them chickens, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Who, um, who's better looking, uh, Gordon Monson or Kowalski uh, Leonard? <laughs> and who needs the Clippers more? Uh, hang up, Yuck. <laughs> it was going so well. It's a little early if you get my drift. Right? <laughs> All right, Brooks. <laughs> All right. How are you? I got a nice dad joke for you guys. All right, bring it. We're good, Brooks. Go yeah. ahead. All right. So why did the Clippers fall down a well? Why? Because it, it turns out they couldn't see that well. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, Brooks laughed. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he told a joke and then laughed. <laughs> It was terrible, yet it was funny. I love stupid humor. Yeah, and and we definitely have listeners who are going to go home and and tell that dad joke. That's why one of my favorite sitcoms was Cheers. Because it was nothing but stupid stupid humor over and over and over again. I don't want to get anything serious. I want it light, fluffy, and dumb. There it is. (laughs) Like my co-host used to be. Hey, now. (laughs) Landon, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi, Landon. What do you call a Los Angeles Clipper in the NBA Finals? What? A referee. Oh! All right, hang on. 855-340-ZONE. Yach, you got anything you need to play off the app? Okay. (laughs) brother. (laughs) You wanted dumb jokes. You got them. Yeah. All right. The dumber, the better. So far, so good. Oh, I hate a joke that goes like more than 30 seconds. I'm I out. can't follow it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, get to the punchline. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Right. It's just boom, boom. But, and you're not alone. That's the whole, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld famously, when he started doing his, uh, his uh, TV show, uh-huh. took the writers and they watched a bunch of I Love Lucy. You know, how do you construct them? And they timed them and there was like a joke every 28 seconds or something oh, yeah. like that. Really? And they, then they looked at sitcoms of the era they were competing against, all these other shows, and it was down to like a joke every 12 seconds. So not only do you have to have more jokes, but obviously they have to be boom, 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 right? Yeah. Because if you're telling a 45-second joke, you're not getting enough jokes. And I can't follow it. And the older I get, the less patience I have. You're supposed to have more patience. I'm going the other way. Short jokes, rapid fire. It turned out Henny Youngman and Rodney Dangerfield knew what they were doing. They're before I'm their like, time. I'm Benjamin Button when it comes to uh, patience. Living backwards, huh? Yeah, I had more patience earlier in life. Now I got none. Get out of here. Dirty jokes. I said you can't. Oh, just play one of them then. <laughs> <laughs> Yach right now is checking what's been sent in on the app, and I think people send in the dirty jokes, hoping Yach could just play them. But no, he doesn't trust you people. He doesn't trust you. You know, everywhere you go, there's Ute fans. Dirty jokes. (laughs) 
Jeez. This is a clean community and a clean family show. Yeah. Except when it's not. Yeah. But for right now, it is. As far as you know. All right, Jacob's on the open mic. Did you hear about the basketball team that was working at the barbershop? Yeah, the Clippers. Well, it turns out they snipped off all their left arms and left legs. And when ESPN reported on it, you know what they said? They're all right. Yeah, the Clippers, they're all right. <laughs> you anticipated the joke. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not voting for you it. You didn't know where it was going there? No. <laughs> You'd heard that one before, clearly. Or you figured it out. Uh, yeah, I probably heard it. I think it applies in... You know, you can change the parameters of it. 855-340-ZONE or hit us up with the app. Use the open mic feature. Send us a joke. Yak is looking them over as we speak. Don't say it on the air. But you got a leader in the clubhouse? You know who you want to vote for? Because we had two tickets. Oh, man, I should have wrote them down. So I we'll both vote. Get this. We'll both vote and then Yak will have to break a tie if we go diff- if we go uh, go for different jokes. Well, what is yours? All right, we'll go to Derek first. All right, Derek. How do you drown a Clipper fan at the Jazz game? Start the wave. Woo, go Jazz! (laughs) (laughs) Got a little loud in my ears there. Had his 15 seconds of fame, he used him well. Yeah. All right, we need to pick a winner now? I'm ready, if you're ready. I am. Of course, I don't know which one. I want to go with... Do we need to review them? I do. <laughs> okay, give, give PK's review. I know who I'm voting or give, for. Well, give me yours first. The what second one, Adam with the mosquito. Mosquito. Okay. That was where, that's who I'm going to vote for. Yeah, Adam had the one with the mosquitoes. And what was that one? You, once you slap a mosquito, they stop sucking. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's it? That's who you're you don't even for? want to review them? <laughs> well, if you want to review them, review them. I don't care. We had Austin talking about the dollar bill in four quarters. We had Jeff in the light bulb. We had Daniel and the 6,000 fans being the most they could find for the Staples Center. You had... Uh, How about also- the drunk guy who didn't make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> he actually told me his joke and then decided to go off. I don't know what was going on with that. Anyways. Um, and then we had Jacob, obviously, as PK anticipated the joke, the all right, and Derek with the wave. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine. Mosquito! Adam for the win. Adam's going to the game tonight. Adam, hang on the line. We'll talk to you here in a moment. All right. Craig Bolojack is coming up next. TV voice of the jazz and a, a familiar song that has been rearranged for the jazz coming up at 8.50 after Bowler. DJ and PK, TV voice of the jazz. Craig Bolojack next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just saw an article here posted on uh, Twitter, PK. I want you to answer this. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. The Phoenix Suns look like previous contenders. So why is no one taking them seriously? I don't. Well, I think people are taking them seriously. Debunking the very foundation of the article. Um, but they have zero history. So I think for having zero history and so many other guys having literally – no playoff experience except for this year. Three of their starters, Zippo. Now, Crowder and Paul, obviously, have a lot. And with that framework in mind, they're being taken very seriously. You're 2-0 in the second round. If you're not taken seriously now, when are you going to be taken seriously? When you're uh, finally holding the trophy. in the finals? <laughs> yes, maybe three. 
<laughs> I'm not. I said the other fact. It's funny you say that, and I didn't know you were going to bring that up because neither as, did I. <laughs> as I'm watching that game last night, I can recall Monday uh-huh. we're saying, "Oh, I said this is de facto," and I don't even know what de facto means. The uh, winner of this season series will go on to the NBA Finals. I thought to myself, "Ooh, I may have just spoke a little too soon," soon. which wouldn't be the first time, nor the last, because they looked that good last night. They, I mean, they looked awesome. People are assuming Nets and Clippers, though. I still stand by it, but I'm not as solid today as I was, what's today, Thursday, uh, as I was on uh, Monday. I'll be the first to admit that, or Tuesday. DJ PK and the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack, joining us. Bowler, good morning. Hey, good morning, DJ PK. What's Uh, up? We are, the three of us. (laughs) It's game two. The Jazz won game one with Donovan going for 45 and no Mike Conley. I guess first off, when you hear Mike Conley questionable, before we get anything else, do you think Conley's playing tonight? You got a gut instinct or do you know anything? Uh, No, I wish I did. Gut instinct. uh, You know, he'll go through shoot around as uh, usual protocol and uh, they'll probably say he went through portions of practice again. My, I'm just guesstimating that, no, not here at home. The Jazz uh, will be on their own. Well, Donovan, they you know they rallied and did just fine in the second half. It's a heck of a performance in the second half. But I'm guessing another two days gives them, uh, you know, two road games in L.A. That's the guess. But you know what? Hard to say. I love to see him back on the floor because we know the impact he sure. had against the Memphis Grizzlies and, you know, if you can get a, a full-strength, healthy backcourt, this team's even better uh, than what we saw in the second half in Game 1. So I devour all sorts of uh, national shows, whether on television or radio. Uh, I just I seem like I'm addicted to it. And I, and I find myself always arguing with them. I guess that's <laughs> – because once I leave here – uh, I can't argue with DJ unless I call him up, right? And so, he'll probably, and then he can hang up on me. So here he's forced to be with me till ten o'clock, and you know my wife looks at me like, "Shut up, man! I don't want to hear it." And so the dog he just barks at me either way. So he runs out the room. Yeah, yeah. So I have to argue what with myself while I listen to these shows, and I can't remember which show was saying it, but they were talking about ah the Clippers are going to be just fine. I'm still picking them because look at man they didn't play that well and they only lost by three. So you look for stuff that's sustainable over the course of a series. And so I want to say, okay, fine. You know, they didn't play well in the second half, and Kawhi and Paul George weren't that good in terms of what they're capable of doing. I mean, they were okay, but they could do much better. But then at the same time, how many times are the Jazz going to play a game in which they missed 21 straight shots? So I can go back and forth on that, and it comes out of wash, I think. You know what, PK? That is the the beauty of talk radio because if whoever picks one side or the other has their own argument, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you're spot on about the Jazz. The first half they put up, or the first quarter, right? They go, they put up 23s. They go seven of 27 in the first half, and I mean, nothing was going right. I mean, they looked like they had six days off. I was stunned they didn't have more playoff mojo going. And then in the second half, whatever was discussed at halftime, like maybe, hey, don't forget, you have the best record in the NBA. Hey, do you realize you're the number one seed in the NBA? Uh, Do you realize there's a packed house out there? And then you saw a turnaround. Third quarter, it was just magical because you got the crowd back involved. Donovan Mitchell did his thing. 
like he usually does. And then, of course, it's set up for the comeback and the defensive stand uh, against Marcus Morris Sr. and the block by Gobert. And you had to wonder, fatigue maybe set in after the game six and seven magic that Kawhi showed against Dallas, right, PK? So, I mean, I can we can argue on both sides. Were they tired? Maybe. Did they get some rest over the last 24 hours? Of course. But I, I'm with I, – I, I guess it's because we cover the Jazz. I, I get it that I didn't think the Jazz played worth a darn in the first half, right? And then we saw the Jazz – uh, the way that we know them in the second, but also the discussion should, should include there wasn't Mike Conley in that lineup in game one. And it may happen in game two. So adjustments. Joe, back in the starting lineup. See, no one ever discusses those points, right? It's always about mostly Kawhi or Paul George. And I don't think this series is going to be 10 and 12 and 14-point wins on either side. I think what we got, what we saw – is going to be pretty much the way that these games are played, uh, whether it goes seven, five, six, whatever it may be. Uh, so, yeah, I can understand your your barking at the radio or the TV on a daily basis. I get it. I think I'm going to come over to your house and we'll just argue all day. Yeah, no, it works. <laughs> I do the same thing. I go, come on, man. Do you understand that Conley wasn't in the game? Do you understand how he played and went – nearly double-double every game that he that he played in those five games against Memphis, that he got head-butted and got kicked in the kidneys. Uh, well, not kicked, but punched. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. I, it's it's You can always pick one side or the other. I think so it's what, great strategy way. by the Jazz to rest Conley in this series to have him full health <laughs> in the next one. Yeah, yeah it's a total, it's a total <laughs> like, hey, man, we, we have a, we're really not worried about the Clippers. Well, right? the Clippers, they negotiated to try to get the Jazz. That's clear, and then they deny it. Well, the Jazz, we're going to rest Conley so we have him ready for the Suns. Yeah, yeah, or ready for the road. We one-upped you. Yeah. I always love it when people one-up one another. That would be the ultimate one-upper. That is the one-upper. <laughs> We're resting, Mike. We don't need him against such a low-level yeah. opponent. Yeah. We get I'll give Quinn a hundred bucks to say that on a Zoom session. Oh, I don't think he'll do it, but I would. Write the check right now. Where's the cash? Say yeah, it afterward. Right. Then after you beat him, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He would yeah. never do it, but that would be hilarious. Like a long evalu- after a long evaluation, we've decided to give Mike some time off. Okay. Yeah. No. Where's you Mike? Know, Con- I don't know. He'll be back for the Sun Series. You know Conley <laughs> wants to be out there making progress, but still, I think the Jazz realize if you're one up, you know it only helps Mike's case. If you're if you're if you lost that game, it maybe puts even more pressure on his return. But again, the Jazz, as we know, have always been very uber. Uh, let's say is the word sensitive about uh, just the, they protect the player, and I get it. They're, they have investments, but at the same time, they want them on the floor, but they got to make sure that it's just not one of those situations where they get six minutes out of a guy and they're right back to square one. So that's part of the equation, I'm guessing, that is, is discussed on a daily basis with Mike and, and the staff. I think actually that's like the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, the biggest thing is to make sure that he doesn't tweak, because he tweaks right. and he's out three weeks or a month. Right. I mean, you do the math now, that's the rest of this series, that's the next series, maybe he's available if they're playing in the NBA Finals. So it seems like to me that has to be, that's a major consideration. Yeah, no question. 
And, you know, look, I mean, look at the age. He's still in great shape. I get it, but it's a problem. It's a, it's, it's an ongoing nagging issue that he's had since he arrived in Utah. But when he's healthy, he's dynamic. Ever since he kind of figured out the Quinn Snyder system, he fits, and they always felt like he would. And I think he's shown since the bubble last year exactly who Mike Conley is. Uh, a healthy Mike Conley only makes his team better. And then again, he has to can be concerned too. I'm sure the outside thought, right, is, you know, he's looking for another contract. And, you know, the more time you spend off the floor is concerning. But also, um, if you re-injured, like you just said, DJ, then what do you do going into the, po- the end of the off season? So it's kind of a quandary right now. I mean, Conley's going to play. I'm, I don't know what his future plans are and what the Jazz plans would be for him, but you know he's been dynamic and he's been a good fit with Donovan when he's when he's healthy. And um, we'll see how it plays out. But again, I think they're being you know uber careful about his, his health uh, because of his future and also what the Jazz what they may need him down the road, and that that comes into play. So as I said earlier, the two. George and, and uh, Leonard obviously are their, their best players, and I, they only combined for what? I think like 43 points. 43. It's not bad. 43. It's not bad, but you know I do have a concern about them being uh, able to go off. Uh, what do you, what's your level of confidence in the way the Jazz defended them that that can be what this series is as far as them? Because we saw particularly in Game 6 when the Clippers absolutely need to have it. Leonard went berserk. Yeah, yeah. No, Game 6 and 7 were incredible against Dallas, and especially in the second half. So, you know, it's kind of like Donovan when he goes off and surveys the floor and understands who he's up against in the first half, and then it's dawn time, so to speak. And that's what Kawhi has done his entire career. You know, PK, DJ, it's a good question. I'm anxious to see adjustments by Ty Lue tonight and also with, you know, adjustments to the altitude here, you know, and this game six and seven emotion and then the quick turnaround while the Jazz, by the way, had the six days off. So, you know, both of them were in different situations where I didn't think the time off would bode well for the Jazz, honestly, because I think they're they're just a better team when they play every other night. And that's the way they, they got this thing done throughout the entire truncated 72-game schedule this year, right? So this one is going to be intriguing. I mean, what will rest do for Kawhi and Paul George? Uh, will they attack Gobert and try to get him to foul trouble earlier than they did? I thought they were jump shooters most of the game. Um, the legs didn't look, you know, like they were underneath him all that in the first game. I wonder if it'll be more crisp in attack mode, try to put Gobert into foul trouble and get to the free throw line in the in the first half. We'll wait and see. I thought the Jazz had good minutes against him and they defended, and I thought they were fatigued. I really do. I think the Jazz defense was fatiguing, but I'll give the Clippers credit too. I thought they busted tail on the defensive end most of the night. They crowded the Jazz. They forced some bad threes. And I'm hoping the Jazz understand that, you know, there's another shot in this in the game, and that's mid-court or even driving to the rim more. Uh, they finally figured that out, I thought, more in the second half. And But Bogdanovich has done it the entire season, and we know what uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell can do. But I thought they took some just, you know, some three-point shots. They rushed shots that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been taken in the first half. But, I, you know, again, once you settle down and talk to Quinn Snyder, maybe he'd even talk. 
maybe said you guys figure it out. But I thought they came out with a totally different concept uh, the way they wanted to attack and play in, in the second half. So if the Clippers tip their defense towards Donovan because they just can't let Donovan go for 45 and beat you, who do you expect to maybe go off? You got any gut feelings? Well, it's time for Joe to go off, right? It is. I mean, Joe hasn't forgotten how to play. And I know Joe's frustrated, but, you know, the shot, the shot's going to be there. I think Joe is ready for one of those breakout games, one of those five three-pointers, five of nine. And I love the drive, the look off, the layup, or the dish into Gobert. I could see that Joe's one of those guys that uh, I think when the time, you know, is right, it's his time. And I would think that without Conley, if he doesn't play, I could see – you know, the Jazz need Joe. That's all there is to it. Uh, Clarkson, you know, fired up, you know, the empty shots in the first half and then caught fire. I mean, you know, that's kind of the way he plays. We know that. But I would think a George Niang would be an X factor tonight. Just, you know, a couple of three threes, uh, you know, that would that would put a little icing on the cake. And even a Royce O'Neal who bust tail throughout the night playing defense. Uh, just a have a couple of shots off his hand. I think the bench uh, and a Joe Ingles night uh, would bode well for Utah. If they do double down, most likely Donovan Mitchell and crowd him on the three-point line. Hopefully Rudy's out there setting screens and, and Donovan can find space and, and even may be a better driver in game two uh, and getting to the rack. Are you going to be involved with this watch party? Yeah, uh, tonight, you know, uh, in game one, we were doing uh, some stuff on the Jumbotron. It's it's really, I'm really happy the Jazz are using the Jumbotron and it gets us involved. It's tough, PK, as you know, once the train pulls out of the station and you run for 72 games, they open the door and kick you out, and that's just the way it is. But it's great that, that we're still involved. Uh, we'll be involved in game two tonight with Big T and Alema. And then in the watch party, I haven't sure, I'm not sure exactly what's, what's going down in games three and four, but we'll be, we'll be involved as well, which is good. I love to be in the arena, and the watch party we had last week, I think was a bigger, more attended, what was it, over 6,000 or so, right? I think they had eight or 9,000 reservations, 6,000 were in the building, and I, it's just, I think it's going to grow, honestly, as the Jazz continue the, the journey through the playoffs, but it's fun to have people in the building when there's no one, when the game is, you know, in Los Angeles or was in Memphis, it's it's a great thing, and also I think the Jazz fans have a lot of fun just to be a, to be around one another. Concessions are open. It's it's a great carnival kind of you know, atmosphere. I like it. Well, I think with all the cord cutters out there, uh, maybe not so much for Game Three because that's over the air on ABC. But Game Four on Monday when they go back on cable TV, I think right. that that's a great outlet for a lot of people who want to watch the games, but you know they either don't want or can't afford to pay that. Cable or satellite bill, so the watch parties are great. I think your role in this, from what I've heard, is that uh, you're actually going to be fighting fans, some kind of UFC octagon thing going on oh, that, uh, during the TV timeouts. They so. haven't told me that yet. Is that why I saw the cage being Exactly. Yeah, Shirtless Craig Bullerjack just kicking people in the head. Yeah, that makes, all, makes sense. The octagon was dropped yeah. off. Yeah. I wonder, what the heck is that? I have to fight a bear or something as well. I hear. I, maybe that's. I wouldn't mind seeing you topless. Yeah. <laughs> Again. PK. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, it's a, it's one of those tag team wrestling deals. You're over there. Oh, yelling, nice. Then I, I reach out and I I struggle. 
I struggle to, to make the, 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 the tag. Yeah, as long as in. it's Corey, uh, choreographed and we win. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally reach out, and then all of a sudden Carl Malone arrives, and he jumps in the ring against PK. Oh, there you go. Is he going to be there tonight? Have you spoken to him? Uh, I spoke to him uh, during Mark Eden's uh, celebration of life, and uh, it, he did a great talk, and so did Frank Layden. Uh, and and Big T uh, sang a song. I, I you know, it, it was it was really touching, and I was so glad to see Rudy walk in with fifty three. Yeah. Uh, the other night, I thought that was just class. And then of course was given his third. He's a three timer uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, what a special season. I mean, Quinn gets third place in the coaching of voting. Thibodeau wins uh, in the in the East with the uh, with the Knicks. And then Monty Williams with Phoenix, but it's been a hell of a year for the Jazz and the awards. But Rudy always says the right things. Look, you know, he thanked his mom. And then last night, the bottom line is it's all about the championship. It's all about the goal. I mean, this team is focused. And, you know, if they could get Mike back in there, PK and DJ, I I think it'd be a dangerous team to handle the rest of the way. And, um, but as Quinn will tell you, it's one game at a time. In, In reality, it is. You have to. You can't look too far ahead and you can't look back so as ricky rubio said uh during his days with the jazz not too high not too low i know those are the cliches the cliches but i think players really adopt that you have to you lose your sanity you just can't look you got to forget the past whether you had 45 or 5 i mean it's it's one one of those things you have to approach and tonight clear your head and go out and play basketball because there'll be a whole bunch of different circumstances and you don't know you don't know how on Paul George will be. What about Luke Kennard, by the way? I mean, he was an X factor, which I think everyone in the arena went, Whoa, why is he dropping bombs on the jazz? And, you know, that was I thought part of the 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 crazy equation of game one was there's you know, that that was a guy I didn't expect. And so there's always that X factor that comes into play. And you ask, maybe it's Joe tonight. I hope it's Joe. Uh is it is it George Niang? Maybe. So um, you know, there's always someone out there that surprises you, that helps you, lifts you to a win. And the Jazz need a, you know, a lot of guys right now with Mike out. Bowler, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for stopping by. You're the man. Hey, tell Joe to hit a three, will you? <laughs> okay. I don't think we're going to be speaking to him, but sure. I'm having coffee okay. with him today. Oh, you are? Yeah. You're the man. All right, Bowler, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Talk soon. All right, Dan Feldman covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. He's coming up in about 15 minutes. Yach's got a little musical number with some help from a listener that apparently is uh, quite entertaining. And we also do have some jokes as well. All right, updating some uh, Clipper jokes. Some filtered in after our contest that I had a good time going through, so we'll play some of those. All right, we'll play some of those, and we'll have the the song for you next as well. Yeah, same coming up. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
Jazz win by three, take a one game to none lead over the Clippers. It was a roller coaster of a game. The missed shots in the first quarter. Third quarter where Donovan Mitchell was as good as a basketball player could possibly yeah. be. Rudy blocking the shot to win the game was a heck of a ball game. It's good to feel the playoff buzz in this city again. It was pure energy in this building last yeah. night. I don't know how this series is going to turn out, but the Jazz can win it. They can go all the way. They can. I don't know if they will, but when fans sense that from their team, that flips the switch. People get excited. And in the building last night, the place was rocking, and the Jazz feed off of that. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What happened the last time Joe Ingles became Paul George's daddy? He went home to Kawhi. What happened when Gobert blocked Boris? It made Leonard Kawhi. I got multiple Clipper jokes. Paul George, Marcus Morris, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. You want me to keep going? The whole team's a fetching joke. Did you hear that the Clippers don't have a website? Yeah, that's right. They can't put three W's together. <laughs> yeah! Oh, those are all good. There and I've got a few more. These like I going forward with these contests. If we're gonna use the open mic, we've got to have a little lead time because. Okay, we'll do that. We'll remember when we give we, away finals tickets. Yeah, good, good call. At a kid, PK. <laughs> they flooded my inbox, and there's some good ones in there. We'll play more throughout the morning, though. Okay. All right. So you got a call from a listener, right, Yak, who said, "Here's the song." which I think a lot of people are going to recognize. Certainly a lot of people of a certain age are going to recognize. But even people like you, Yach, because your dad, you got a lot of your musical taste through your dad, so you know it too. Oh, Warren? Yeah, he's a rocker. So. Warren? <laughs> really? <laughs> I forgot his name. What is his name? Nate. Nate, there you go. And then there was one slight adjustment that needed to be made to the song. Correct. And you made that adjustment. Correct. To make it more topical to this series. Mm-hmm. One part of it was very topical. We just had to add one small piece to it. All right. Hit it, maestro. There, Yak. Good work. Peter reached out yesterday. Funny enough, Peter is actually a native of Adelaide, Australia. He's been living here for about 25 years. Ooh, that's Joe's area, isn't it? He says he's a massive, massive fan. He's, he's, he says he's from Hope Valley, if I'm not mistaken. Peter probably will call in and correct me on that. Joe's from not too far away there in Happy Valley, apparently. But he said he's been here in Utah for 25 years, massive jazz fan, and remembered Manfred Mann and said, hey, you know what? If you make the slight adjustment, it works with what's going on right now. Mighty Quinn and Donovan Mitchell. All right, there it is. So Hope Valley to Happy Valley. How far is that? Well, next week we'll do Australian geography. they got a lot of valleys down there. We'll figure that out. Apparently. 
All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Dan Feldman, he covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. We'll talk Jazz and Clippers Game 2 with Dan Feldman next.